Hey, what's up, Touch 'em All listeners? This is Derek Wetmore. A little bit different episode this time around. We're going to start throwing some more twin stuff on the Touch 'em All podcast feed. So you might start to see some episodes that look a little bit different that you don't necessarily recognize as episodes with just Phil Mackey and me. And we're doing that just to see if you guys want that, frankly. If you do, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter, at Derek Whatmore, at Phil Mackey. If not, we'd like to know, too. I mean, just this feed is for you. It's not for us. So what we've done here is taken a radio interview that I did with Phil and his co-host Judd Zulgad on Tuesday morning, and we turned that into a Touch em All podcast episode. This episode, we are mostly talking about Brian Dozier and the impasse in trade discussions with the Dodgers. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on Facebook or on Twitter. So here's that Brian Dozier conversation after we pay a couple of bills. This episode is presented by Minnesota's very own Ticket King. For tickets for an upcoming game or concert, visit TicketKingOnline.com or a quick link from the 1500ESPN.com sports calendar page. TicketKingOnline.com, 612-341-4141. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Always smooth, always refreshing. Gold medal winner at the 2016 Great American Beer Festival. When you're this good, quality always comes through. PBR Me, ASAP. Uh, we're going to get Wetmore in here, and we also have a Brian Dozier trade rumor update as well. Maggie, <laughs> never end. It, it may not seem like it as you're driving around, just trudging. Maybe you're even listening from a ditch somewhere off of like 35W, 694. I don't know. It's not anywhere near baseball season, but pitchers and catchers report in like a month because. The World Baseball Classic takes place. Yeah, they start playing games like the 24th. Yep. And uh, so we do have our weekly hot stove discussion. Derek Wetmore, 1500ESPN.com. Freezing Touch them all podcast. Stove. Yeah, it is the it's the mildly or lukewarm <laughs> stove. <laughs> the on. twins haven't done it's the, It's been the same thing for like a month and a half yeah. now since before the winter meetings. Brian oh, no. Dozier. We're not going to trade him. Severe no, Dozier fatigue here. Oh, my God. I have severe Dozier it's fatigue. It's ridiculous. Bob Nightingale from USA Today. It's very obvious people from the twin side, or maybe it's even Dozier's agent or something, but Bob Nightingale tweeted, and I'm paraphrasing today, uh, the twins have not pulled Brian Dozier off the trade block, but if the Dodgers don't throw in a little something extra, they will take him into the season. So this is like the fourth national reporter to say the same exact thing over the past couple weeks. So it's great minds think alike, right? That's what that means. Well, I have a closed circuit message to the Dodgers and a question for them. So Dodgers people, Andrew Friedman, Gabe Kapler, I know you stream Mackie and Judd from the West Coast. Long-time listener of Mackie and Judd. You're just getting up in the morning here. What are you guys doing is my question. What are you waiting for? What are you doing? Look at your depth chart right now. Look around the National League. You got the Chicago Cubs, best franchise in baseball right now, just snapped a 108-year World Series drought, best front office probably in baseball. You're chasing the Cubs. Between you and the Cubs, you have teams like the Giants, three World Series the last six years, the St. Louis Cardinals, who've never had a losing season in the 130-year history of their franchise. You might want to fact check yeah. that, but I think it's pretty close. The Cardinals close. were awful yeah. when I was a kid. Just fact check that. It's pretty close. Check. 100 years ago, they weren't good. You have the New York Mets with arm after arm after arm coming out of their rotation, throwing 98 miles an hour. And your second baseman right now are Micah Johnson and is it Enrique Hernandez, both of whom hit below 200? Kike. Kike Hernandez. And yeah. you have a top five farm system 
What are you being stingy for? Can I can give I, the Twins two top prospects for the best hitting second baseman in the league? Everybody wins. What are they waiting for? Can I throw in my question and two cents on on what I think is go- going on here? Sure I saw a story last week. You don't have to ask permission on your yeah, that essentially that, that essentially said that the St. Louis Cardinals Dozier rumors were made up a whole cloth, probably by the Twins. I think the answer to Phil's question is there's nobody else really all that involved. There are other teams that have sort of sniffed around, but I think the Dodgers are saying, okay, if you've got to deal with the Cardinals or Giants, show us, and I don't think the Twins can. I don't think anyone's involved in two top prospects for Dozier. I think that's a safe assessment. So if you're the Dodgers, to answer your question, Phil, I think I'm sitting there, if I'm L.A., saying, all right, we got to load up. we got a 10-year war here between the Cubs, the the Dodgers. You could mention some other teams that are certainly – building into that super team echelon and basically saying, look, I, I, I don't want to give up two top prospects because I think over the next six, seven, eight years, these guys are going to be a part of this awesome core that you're always going to be contending with the Cubs. The Cubs have that right now. They've got some veterans, but for the most part, that team is built around cost-efficient, excellent young superstar players. Chris Bryant uh, is, is at the front of that list. And if you're the Dodgers, don't you want to build a similar thing around your, whether it's, you know, Julio Urias, Corey Seager, uh, Jose DeLeon, Cody Bellinger, name all of these guys, Alex Verdugo, up and down the list of Dodgers prospects. I think if I'm L.A., I don't want to make a deal just to make a deal. I'm cool building an but empire. But here's the thing. Okay, that's fine. You can talk about building an empire. You know that at least half of the prospects you just mentioned are not going to amount to quality starting players in the major leagues. Statistically, if you go through the list of Baseball America. Prospects flame out sometimes. So at least half those guys are likely to flame out. Brian Dozier's not 35. He's 28, 29. What is he, 29? He's 29, so turning while, 30. While the Twins, the, the decision the Twins have to make is, are you going to be contending for his second contract here? For his, Are you willing to re-sign him for like $20 million a year? If you're Minnesota? That's the question you have to answer for the Twins. And if the answer is yes, then don't budge. Then whatever. Um, and I would say maybe don't budge anyways because you should get more than just Jose DeLeon. But if you're the Dodgers, and you and let's say it is a 10-year arms race with the Cubs and the Giants these team, and, the, and the Mets in their arms, well, Dozier's going to help you for like five of those if you want to sign him to a contract extension. He's not 35 years old. So I just don't get this from the Dodgers' perspective. Give the Twins two top prospects. You still have an amazing farm system, and now you have maybe the second-best team in the National League with that offense, with that right-handed bat in your lineup. But my point is, I think the Dodgers are sitting there and saying, okay, if you can trade them elsewhere, do it. Sure. And they're not doing it. And so the Dodgers the tw- are basically the saying... Twins aren't gonna, I don't think the Twins are going to blink on this. Right. I don't. But my but my point is, the Dodgers are going to take this as long as they possibly can, because I don't think they perceive a threat from elsewhere. The only way that, that, that you would automatically step up now and say, okay, here are two top prospects, is if the threat is the Giants are going to pull the trigger tomorrow. And I think the Dodgers are saying they're not really all that there. The but Cardinals Judd, aren't there. But the threat, no, the, the real threat is that they with, go to with, spring training with Dozier as their second baseman. The, the, no, the, here's the here's the threat for on the Dodgers end. The threat is more of a self inflicted threat that if you don't trade for Brian Dozier, you're probably playing for a wild card spot in that the, the Giants right now with that roster and that pitching staff. You have Clayton Kershaw in sure. his prime. And you're nickel and diming the Twins what for I, one no, no, for no. like a 19-year-old first baseman. My, what are you doing? My point is they very well might make the trade eventually, but there's no rush to make the trade in their mind today because they're not bidding against somebody else. 
So this trade might be made, but the rush but to make the Dodgers the rush... are going to wait and wait and wait because they don't they don't see a threat from another organization to step in and take Dozier from them. The rush to make the trade is you have to find a way to win ninety five or hundred games. But you can make the trade. But my point is there, there's no there's no end date here. Now they can make the trade if they want this month. They can make it in February. They can make it in March. Oh, man. So I don't know what they're make the trade. What I'm saying is they're waiting for the Twins to actually say we just got a call from the Giants and we're about to make the trade. Okay, if you're the let's answer this when we come back. If you're the Twins and the Dodgers stand firm and they say it's Jose DeLeon but no other top prospects. It'll be like some some B-level guys. What would you do? And also Derek Wetmore has a breakdown of Joe Mauer's last season and also going forward. What should we expect from Joe Maurer, and uh, is it possible they could just use him as a part-time player? Mackie and Judd, Derek Wetmore from the Touch Em All Podcast, 1500ESPN.com, back in a flash. You're listening to Mackie and Judd. Would you turn that down just a little bit? But I was told that I could listen but a reasonable volume. Thanks. Yeah, all right, okay. On 1500 ESPN. Hey guys, before we continue on with the rest of this Touch em All podcast, it's Phil Mackey here for all of you Twin Cities area listeners to tell you about Luther Brookdale Toyota. 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard is the location. My family and I have been going to this car dealership and service department for three plus decades. And there's a reason for that. It's the best in the business, the smartest and friendliest people in the business. They'll treat you like family. So find out why my family and I have been going to the same dealership and service department for multiple decades, right on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Pabst Blue Ribbon is always smooth, always refreshing, and the perfect choice at the game or out with friends. And now, add gold to the great PBR tradition, because Pabst Blue Ribbon was awarded the gold medal for American-style lager at the 2016 Great American Beer Festival. That makes four gold medals for PBR in the last 11 years. Not bad. It's that gold medal taste that has made Pabst Blue Ribbon a Twin Cities favorite. When you're this good, quality always comes through. Go for the gold. PBR me ASAP. Bill Mackey, Judd Zolgad. You guys are like dunderheads when it comes to this stuff. Mackey and Judd. You guys are the kings of hindsight and 2020 vision. On 1500 ESPN. All right, here's the question. Derek Wetmore, 1500ESPN.com. Touch them all podcasts. Subscribe to our Twins Conversations on iTunes Podcast One. Uh, 1500ESPN.com. Also, a new Hardball Society episode. If you're jonesing for baseball stuff this offseason, we have you covered on 1500ESPN.com. Uh, caught up with Brad Ziegler, who's now with the Miami Marlins, about weird throwing motions, World Baseball Classic, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, that's the Hardball Society podcast on 1500ESPN.com and uh, iTunes Podcast One. If the Dodgers are drawing a line in the sand, as PJ Fleck would say in a locker room speech, and they're giving you Jose DeLeon, who's a good 24-year-old pitching prospect. He's kind of like 24-year-old Jose Barrios, basically. That's the equivalent of what we'd be talking about here. Another Jose Barrios. But beyond that, nothing that would rank in the top five of their farm system. And that's where they draw the line in the sand. And you have no other deals on the table. What would you guys do if you're the Twins? I'd take DeLeon. I, if I'm the Twins, I understand wanting to get another guy. Look, if you can turn your most premium asset into a pitcher and another prospect that you feel really great about, of course you're going to try to play that waiting game. But if the option is starting the season with Dozier or starting the season with DeLeon, 
it's it's not hard for me. I am taking the pitcher. Judd. Exact opposite. I am in no hurry. This is an asset that I want. Listen, I know I'm going to suck. Okay, I'm pretty convinced I'm bad. I don't think you're going to. Well, this but year. but I'm pretty but I'm pretty convinced that I am overhauling an entire organization right now, and I've also spent the offseason being, as far as I can tell, methodical. You're going through yeah. you you have literally spent as far as I can deduct from what these two have done. They have spent the whole offseason going through the organization with a fine tooth comb, trying to figure out what's what, who can do what who to retain for now, and so I feel absolutely no pressure to trade Dozier. If I can get what I deem to be a good package for him, I trade him. But if you come to me and say, no, that's it. It's DeLeon, nothing else. I say no. I want the upside of DeLeon, but I want to hedge against the downside of pitcher pitcher attrition and... You just you can't you never know. He's he had some shoulder inflammation. I, I, I want the upside of pitchers like Deleon who strike everybody out, who come from good farm systems, uh, has emerged into the big leagues. We're not talking about Alex Meyer, who the twins traded for him when he was in A ball still. I mean, this is a guy who's gone through a really good farm system and has emerged in the major leagues. I if it's just Deleon and I don't get any I don't get another top prospect from their organization, I wait. And I wait because I think I can trade Brian Dozier at any point in the next calendar year for a top young pitcher. Even if he has one year left on his deal and it's $9 million, you can land a top pitcher, a, a top, let's say, triple-A pitcher for Brian Dozier. Um, I think I would, if they don't throw in Bellinger or one of their other top five prospects, I'm going to hold on and see if they get desperate at some point. Here's where it gonna, gets I'm hairy. I'm going to play that game. It gets hairy for me when you look at his season's past. The two years before last year, he slumped badly in the second half. Badly. Like, unusable player in the second half. Last year, in what was, it basically turned into, basically MVP caliber season, he was unusable for the first two months, first seven, eight weeks of the season. At the end of May, the Twins benched him for two or three days so that he and Tom Brunanski, then the hitting coach, could work on some swing adjustments. They they tweaked his, his swing, his approach. I wrote a column at the time, saying that if these tweaks don't take hold, if, if he doesn't get this season turned around, this is a guy that needs to go to the minor leagues. And maybe it's just because nobody was paying attention at the time, but that column was not laughed at. And obviously it looks stupid now. I bring no it up. your stuff, but I mean, exactly. that's besides the point. I bring it up to make fun of myself. <laughs> no, but he looked, and say, he looked awful. Yeah, and he say, lost. this ain't working. Yes. Whatever it is, this is not working right now, and you've got to fix it somehow. If it's just sending him out for a little while, mm-hmm. fine. Then, to Dozier's credit, (laughs) the day he got back from that, he became an MVP. He was, over the final three and a half months of the season, one of the best players in Major League Baseball, without exception. Doesn't that concern you, if you're the Twins, to not know which player he's going to be in April? What if he's the player... This April, it doesn't mean that he was last year. But you don't care about that. His but, trade value goes I, down, I still, but with, I'm not, but with I, too bad months. I'm, I'm not going to feel forced to trade uh, one of my most valuable assets potentially based on the fear of what might take place. Let me ask you this though: if if your asset, let's just put dollars on it. Let's say he's worth ten dollars right now this off season, okay. and then you go into next season and he has two months like he had at the beginning of last year. 
And then, by the way, the team you trade him to is now only getting him for a year and a half, not for two years. So that $10 value goes down to like 5 or $6. Doesn't that concern the you flaw, if you're the Twins? The flaw, and I, I follow you there, and it is a risk that uh, he has kind of followed through on the last three years in some form. The flaw in your logic is at the end of the year, he's always worth $10. I mean, you know, or he's worth $10 at the midway point. So he either slumps in the first half right. and the value goes down to five, but then it goes back up to 10 at the end of the year. You just have to wait. <laughs> Two of those years, stock, he was worth $13, the stock goes back up, yeah. and then he went uh, down. Tom, you're on with Mackie and Judd and Derek Wetmore. Hey, guys, uh, I just I just wanted to say you got you, you got to pull the trigger on, on Dozier immediately because he kind of did. I, honestly, I think last season was a fluke. Um, he was, he was in what, what was he in two eighteen in June? And he, I think you just got to unload him, get pitching for him and immediately make that move. It also helps Tom. Thank you for the phone call that Jorge Polanco is your second baseman and he's not going to be the power hitter that Brian Dozier was, but he's a good offensive player and you're not just fishing for a second baseman here. He's going to be a good starting caliber player. I don't know. I might keep Polanco at shortstop, even if I try to Dozier. We talked about this. I'm saying Polanco is the one who sort of gets more plate appearances because of Dozier's absence. I hate the mindset of feeling like you're forced into something, though, when when there's really no huge rush. I mean, his contract's, what, got two years left? Yeah. He is is the one guy that, that you can potentially take to market and trade, I hate this because if you were contending and Dozier was an excess player but a good player, I see the rush there. But this is you are building again. Okay, you're, the rush, you're building this thing, so I hate to feel rushed. No, but the the rush is if you want two top prospects for him to help sort of uh, hedge against the downside of prospects because you just never fully know. Now is this is the time. this is really the only time you're going to get two top prospects for Brian Dozier because you're not going unless you get really lucky and three teams at the deadline okay. all need a second baseman or a power but hitter. The Dodgers, and that's pretty rare. But but there's a very good chance that the Dodgers will give you what you want. You just have to wait. Why do you think that? Because the Dodgers, I'm telling you guys. Why would you cave if you're the Dodgers? Because right now? the because the Dodgers are sitting there saying we're going to give you De, De Leon. That's our guy. And the Twins are saying, well, but we're talking to the Cardinals and the Giants. And the Dodgers are saying, no, you're not really. You're not. (laughs) And so my my point is the Dodgers are going to pick up their depth chart in late February or early March and say, okay, now we can't wait. Because at second base, They are in conversations with a a Cuban infielder right now, too. So they're trying to get leverage on their side. Ian Kinsler. I agree with Caller Tom. what, What Tom said, I think, is dead on. I think that this is the time. Now... Calling it a fluke, I think, is maybe a little bit of a stretch, but I don't think Dozier is going to hit 42 home runs again. And I don't think the Dodgers think that either, but I think that they're getting a powerful second baseman who hits home runs and can mash lefties and fills a need for them at second base. All of that stuff checks a box for the contending Dodgers, not to mention the affordable salary. I, I'm I'm with Tom, frankly. If he says you can go get some pitching right now and you got to move on, Do- on Dozier... I'm willing to do that. Uh, Derek Wetmore, real quick here, because we don't have time to dive fully into it, but you sure. gave us a Joe Mauer nugget off the air. and People can check out your uh, your big picture Joe Mauer piece on 1500ESPN.com. He's always been great against left-handed pitching, which is rare for even some great left-handed hitters. He hit what last year against left-handed pitching? Joe Maurer, who's always been a superhero against lefties, hit 224 last Oof. year against lefties. I put that in my piece, uh, the 2016 analysis. It's up on 1500ESPN.com right now. You remember when Paul Molitor joined your guys' show and said Joe Maurer would be probably a part-time player next he's a, year? He's a platoon player. That's yes. what he is. It's I, I speculated at the time, well, he got hurt, and that's how he caved at the end of the year. 
I think it has just as much to do with the fact that he can't hit lefties the same as he could back when he was Joe Maurer superstar. I think it has just as much to do with the fact that he can't touch lefties as that he's broken down uh, at the end of seasons. I, I think that's the right solution. I, I didn't touch on that too much in my column here. I'll get to that as spring training approaches. But I think if you can maximize Joe Maurer's value by mostly facing right-handed pitching with him and just admit the the truth now that he's a part-time player, no matter what he's making in salary, I think that's probably the most productive path for the Twins going forward. Yeah, Jed, you and I will have to get into that sometime here soon. About Could be uh, a good podcast, too. I think we might be. I know you're go, You're for sure going to be at spring training for like a month. Yep. And uh, I believe uh, you might see us down there. I think the too. wheels have been set in motion. I like that. Uh, Derek, thanks for joining. Thank you, guys. Touch Them All podcast, iTunes, Podcast One. uh, And also, if you want to download the Harbaugh Society podcast, a lot of sort of fun, long-ranging storytelling interviews with uh, various noteworthy baseball figures. 